I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This morning, the frantic dash to get out of New South Wales as the outbreak grows. New cases in Sydney. Celebrating the start of 2021, how the pandemic party looked around the country. Major changes on the way as the UK exits Europe, what it means for Australians who are dual citizens. And a change to the lyrics after 143 years, our new national anthem. This is 7 News with Samantha Brett. Good morning. Sydney's COVID outbreak is growing with new infections overnight. The New South Wales Premier has just given a briefing. Serena Andaloro joins us now. Serena, talk us through the latest developments. Sam, good morning to you. It is good news. Just three new cases out of 32,000 tests. That's far fewer than yesterday when we recorded 10 cases. However, all of them are from Western Sydney. The source, a mystery. Still under investigation, two of them are from the same household, but none of them are linked to the Avalon cluster. So New South Wales Health is calling for people across Western Sydney to come forward for testing. But we're really keen to make sure everybody in the Greystains, Barella, Auburn and Lidcombe areas come forward, comes forward to get testing, even if it's the mildest of symptoms. Uh, transport, uh, sorry, uh, health is obviously following up on those uh, three cases, two of which are in the same household, to establish uh, any links. But we're really keen to make sure people in those suburbs uh, come forward to get testing, even if they've got the mildest of symptoms. Now, the results of genomic testing are in regarding that concerning mystery cluster in Croydon. It has been traced back to the outbreak on the northern beaches. The Premier has stressed, though, today's number is low, three cases. It's an evolving situation. The statistics do fluctuate. So a new year, but the COVID threat continues, Sam. Thanks, Serena. Victorians are rushing to get home ahead of tonight's midnight border closure to all of New South Wales. Live to Laurel Irving in Melbourne. Laurel, huge queues at checkpoints. How long are people having to wait? Well, Samantha, overnight people have had to wait as long as five hours, many of them right through the early hours of the morning. Kids in the back, they've cut their holidays short to rush home from Victoria. They had to be home before midnight or they would face a 14-day isolation at home period. And now anyone who comes after midnight tonight will be refused entry at the border. They'll be turned back. Certainly it's thrown many plans into chaos, but the official say they're not going to give any exemptions. They understand it's 
disrupted holidays, but that they have been warning for this for some time. Take a listen. Clearly, look, we've been signalling this for, for a number of weeks, the risks of travel to New South Wales. We've asked people to think and think again. So we're not providing, you know, a, an opt-out clause that says, uh, well, if you tried and it was all a bit too hard, um, here's another go, um, because we're doing this for public health reasons. We are concerned about the level of virus transmission within New South Wales. The good news is we've had no new cases since 3pm yesterday, so our outbreak now stands at eight. It is still believed it is linked back in some way to New South Wales. There is an urgent call for people to get tested as well. We've seen testing queues again this morning, overwhelmed, some shut within an hour of opening, but the officials are pleading with Victorians to keep coming forward to get tested, urging them to bring a book or an iPad to, uh, to spend the time while they wait, but that it is absolutely critical if we're going to get on top of this outbreak for everybody to come and get tested, Sam. That is good advice. Thank you, Laurel. New Year's Eve celebrations have been dampened by COVID. Sydney's iconic fireworks display went ahead without the crowds. But in other pockets of the country, social distancing wasn't a priority for rowdy revellers. An explosive start to 2021. New Year's Eve like no other to farewell a year like no other. In Sydney, empty streets, the harbour foreshore barricaded. The city's five million plus residents told to watch the seven minute fireworks display from home. A lucky few with restaurant reservations had a front row view. Tough rules made it too hard for some venues. We've had probably 300 cancellations. At COVID ground zero on the northern beaches, the lockdown didn't stop celebrations. Groups of 10 allowed to gather outdoors in the southern zone, police out in force reminding everyone of the rules. By midnight, the famous Corso was deserted. The usually bustling pubs and restaurants closed, but the area around Manly Wharf was teeming. In Melbourne, no fireworks. Instead, diners took over the city after traditional celebrations were scrapped. No major fireworks display in Brisbane either, but there were crowds. Long queues to get into nightclubs in Fortitude Valley. Yeah! <laughs> it's New Year's Eve! The city swamped, some letting off their own pyrotechnics. In the city of churches, there were similar scenes. Adelaide's main street abuzz. While the last capital to welcome in the new year did so in style, Perth's success in locking out the virus saw the most normal New Year's Eve of any city across the country. A bittersweet goodbye to 2020. I'm hoping that it's going to be a much better year for Australia. Serena Andaloro, 7 News. Charges are expected to be laid over an illegal New Year's Eve party in Sydney. Police were called to Villawood to find 200 people letting off illegal fireworks. No more than 30 people can currently gather outdoors in Sydney under the new rules.
The Villawood uh, community saw uh, an unnecessary uh, cluster of people getting together for, uh, for, for, for some illegal fireworks. But uh, listen, the, the, the stats talk for themselves. I mean, there was 12 infringement notices issued by police overnight for COVID-related incidents. 219 people were charged. From a proportional point of view, like everything, New South Wales is doing it better than the rest of the world. The New South Wales Police Minister David Elliott says the majority of Sydney siders did follow the rules last night. Now around the world and COVID put a dampener on New Year's celebrations with fireworks displays cancelled. In China, the light show in Beijing was called off, but in Wuhan, where the deadly virus originated, the city was largely returned to normal with hundreds standing shoulder to shoulder. Celebrations were held as usual in New Zealand with a five-minute fireworks display and light show. Across Europe, there are empty streets to ring in the new year. As the UK battles a surge in COVID, millions of people were told to stay at home. In lockdown Germany, the health minister says the country has had its quietest New Year's Eve in living memory. While in America, New York's famous Times Square ball will be lowered, but in a largely empty midtown Manhattan. Fireworks have been cancelled in cities including San Francisco and Las Vegas. There has been a historic change to Australia's national anthem to better reflect Australia's Indigenous population. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is live in Canberra. Taylor, talk us through the changes. Well, Sam, it is just a small change of just one lyric, but Prime Minister Scott Morrison says the important modification was made in the spirit of unity. From today, the second line of the national anthem will change from from we are young and free to for we are one and free, reflecting the history of the Indigenous Australians. The change was signed off by Governor-General David Hurley after members from both sides of politics expressed public support for changing the anthem to better reflect modern Australia and its ancient heritage. I like the idea of one, uh, like we are one nation, uh, we are one uh, people. It's about unifying us. So the Prime Minister is right in regard to that. It's about unifying us. Our anthem is about us, who we are and, and who we hope to be as well. We are a strong and vibrant liberal democracy. We live in a timeless land of ancient First Nations peoples. And we draw together the stories of more than 300 national ancestries and language groups. How good is Australia? And our anthem should reflect that. And the changes that we have made and we have announced today, I think, achieve that goal. It simply reflects the realities of how we understand our country and who we will always hope to be and the values that we will always live by. It's a straightforward proclamation by the Governor-General that uh, he uh, signed off on uh, the day before yesterday and followed the same process as was undertaken back in 1984 when the change was made by Prime Minister Hawke. It's a change for all Australians and I've already been encouraged by the strong response from Australians right across the country. Indigenous, non-Indigenous, people of all different backgrounds, people of all different political views and I think this very much sits in the mainstream of where Australia um, would like us to go. And I think it's a great way to, to start the new year. And we'll leave the Prime Minister there. 
Secret documents reveal the struggles of the Howard government 20 years ago still resonate today. Cabinet papers from the National Archives detail concerns over the GST, aged care and the mass security operation to protect the Sydney Olympics. Despite fears of a global meltdown. The lights stayed on, water kept flowing and ATMs still dispensed cash. The year 2000 brought worldwide relief. The Y2K bug, a fizzer. In 120 countries now and no problems reported. The Howard government free to sell its new goods and services tax, which took effect in July. Those arguments were very powerfully expressed. The Prime Minister was a great... Uh, presenter. But cabinet documents kept secret until now reveal a last minute panic for pubs, clubs and supermarkets still trading past midnight. Resolving the GST wouldn't kick in for them until close of business. And business boosted by the most anticipated event in Australia's history. The papers from the National Archives detail an unprecedented security operation for the Sydney Olympics. 20,000 police officers and military personnel on hand to thwart a potential terrorist attack. Australia most concerned for the safety of visitors from the US, Israel and Turkey. The security bill, more than half a billion dollars. But Cabinet's National Security Committee refused America's request for US personnel to bring their own weapons to protect the President's daughter, Chelsea Clinton, and other officials. The Olympic Games succeeded without incident, but marked the final year of normality before September 11, 2001 changed the global security landscape forever. Perhaps we were a bit smug, a bit complacent, that there were people out there who were violently opposed to democracy. The Cabinet papers reveal past divisions over climate policy and aged care. Then aged care minister Bronwyn Bishop rejected a push for minimum staff to patient ratios in nursing homes, warning it would reduce the industry's efficiency. 20 years on, older Australians still waiting for reform. Olivia Leeming, 7 News. Well, someone has millions of extra reasons to smile this morning. A mystery winner is said to take home last night's New Year's Eve Powerball draw of $9.8 million. The only Division One winning entry was purchased from the Lucky Crow Lotto in Wagga Wagga in regional New South Wales. Australia's newest multi-millionaire wasn't a registered player, so there is no way of contacting the ticket holder. The winning numbers were 1, 11, 28, 8, 7, 2 and 16, the Powerball was 7. Not a bad way to start 2021. Your eyes won't be deceiving you if you do check this morning. Think of all the Panadol and Barocca you could buy with $9.8 million. Now, if you missed out, there's another mega draw tomorrow. A chance to be $30 million richer. The divorce is done. The UK cutting ties with the European Union almost a year after officially leaving the 27-nation bloc. Sarah Greenhalgh has the story. Sarah, there will be major changes to rules on travel. Well, the changes will certainly be significant, but due to COVID disruptions, travel bans, it's unclear when exactly the true impact of Brexit consequences will be felt. But 11 months after Britain formally left the European Union, the transition period is over. The divorce deal is done, and now the practical realities of Brexit have kicked in, starting at the border, where from now on, truck drivers need to carry permits. Thanks to that last-minute Christmas Eve trade deal struck by Boris Johnson, there won't 
be any quotas or tariffs on goods coming into the UK, but businesses here face a lot more paperwork. There is more red tape, customs declarations to be filled out, and travel to Europe is about to become a lot harder as well. Brits now need to have at least six months validity on their passports, something that wasn't required before, and British passport holders no longer have that automatic right to live and work in Europe, which will also affect many Australians who have dual citizenship. So it certainly does mark the end of four and a half years of political turmoil, but it all happened uh, without much fanfare. It was somewhat of an anti-climax with this country firmly focused on the worsening COVID crisis. Many hospitals across the UK, mainly in London, are now officially overwhelmed. In the past 24 hours alone, there has been 56,000 new confirmed COVID cases and another 964 people have sadly lost their lives to the virus. As such, the message from the government, like so many others, was to stay at home. So Britons have seen in the new year in a very quiet, very different way. Next in seven news, sport with Sean Salby, including Australia prepared to take a big selection risk for the third test. Also, the drought is over. The Scorchers finally get on the big winners list in a big bash. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. David Warner is preparing for the third test, even if he's not 100% fit. The opener is likely to be rushed back into the side to fix Australia's batting woes. His opening partner still up in the air, and Channel 7 commentator Brad Hodge is calling for experience. For me, the person that should partner him is Marcus Harris. He's done nothing wrong, and all he's done is done exactly what the selectors have told him and go and make some runs and he was in a 400 run partnership with Will Pukowski himself so I just think we need a little bit more experience. The Aussies will return to the Nets tomorrow in Melbourne before flying to Sydney on Monday. The Perth Scorchers have broken the drought claiming their first win of the season after defeating the Adelaide Strikers by seven wickets last night. Perth got off to a brilliant start removing Adelaide's openers Phil Salt and Jake Weatherold within the first three overs. Alex Carey anchored the strikers' innings, smashing 82 off 59 balls as they posted 146. But it wasn't enough. Englishman Jason Roy hit a quick fire 49 as the Scorchers cruised to victory with 14 balls to spare. And that win lifts the Scorchers off the bottom of the ladder up to sixth place, while the strikers remain in fourth. The Central Coast Mariners are off to the perfect start in the A-League, beating the Newcastle Jets 1-0 last night. The Mariners were rewarded for a dominant first half, taking the lead minutes before the break. But it was a former Socceroos goalkeeper who was the difference, pulling off a string of spectacular saves. The win is the Mariners' first at home in almost 12 months. Sam, that's all for sport. Thank you, Sean. 
Taking a look now at the weather around the country. A broad trough over WA, the Northern Territory and Queensland is triggering showers and storms. Another trough is generating showers and storms over Queensland, New South Wales, northern parts of South Australia and eastern Victoria. Around the capital, showers in Brisbane, 28 degrees. A possible shower in Sydney, 23. Canberra, cloudy, 23 degrees as well. Melbourne, 26. Hobart, 20. Mostly sunny in Adelaide and Perth and thunderstorms in Darwin at 33 degrees. And that is 7 News for now. We will keep you up to date throughout the day. I'm Samantha Brett. Thanks for your company. Have a great first day of 2021.